can tell it's winter, can't you? <laughs> Welcome to the first cold episode of the Exposed Negative. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's well, I'd like to say it's cold, but I think we have both basically just rumbled each other. We're both having bad hair days. Yeah, and we're well, just I, like just. I have got the added touch that I it is actually cold here in the shed. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Do you actually? Yeah, that's a good point. Do you have any heating in the shed? I have a small one-bar radiator, which yeah, is fine, is... actually. It heats up pretty quick because it's insulated. It's just that I've been in and out all day with the door open. So, Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jack Frost yeah, the... is nipping at my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go on. So what's your week been like? Mine. We'll get to mine. It's been wild. I mean, let's just go straight to yours because nothing, nothing's really going on in my week. <laughs> The trouble is, right, I say it's been wild, and I think maybe I have overcooked it slightly. So let me dial that back and just say I have existed for another week on this planet, and it has been fine. No, honestly, I have been waiting for something for almost my entire career, and it has happened. The other day, the 24 to 105 2.8 lens for the Canon RF system has been announced. The mega zoom. The mega zoom, right? But like that is going to be unbelievable quality because I own all the other RF zooms and I cannot, cannot, cannot wait to sell them all and just have two of those lenses. That will cover me for absolutely everything I do. One for the video it's... rig, one for the stills, sorted. Isn't it? I've, I've seen pictures of it. Isn't it like two foot long? Yeah, but I'm like six foot tall, so... If you stack them up, <laughs> it is. Look, here's the problem, right? Innovation doesn't come without any consequence. No, it's um, it's you know, there's got to be something. There's got to be something to give, and unfortunately, it's the size and the weight and the price. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from those three things, apart yeah. from those three things, it looks excellent. So, um, for for me, for all the video stuff that I shoot. There are some really neat little features that no one seems to be talking about, or no, mm -hmm. no one I've seen online. They're all talking about the size and the weight, um, but but it is uh, a fixed length, so it does not extend. This is the mm -hmm. first RF zoom. That's good. Apart from no, this is the first like standard length zoom that doesn't extend. So twenty four seventy doesn't extend, does it? Yes, it does. The RF one does. Is it? Oh, I can't mm. remember. So long since he's yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> still in the shed but no it's um it, you know it doesn't it doesn't extend when you zoom it which on a 24 to 105 length Normally, is great yeah. Yeah, so yeah. um and then it has got uh, a feature built in electronic parfocal focus retention whatever the i don't know the technical title for it but obviously you know what a parfocal lens is oh yeah on, yeah yeah obviously <laughs> who doesn't Did, you know what a <laughs> You know what a parfocal lens is, right? Yeah, yeah. Those parfocals. Well, we them. can move on. We can move on then. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, are, just, are you, just, you know, just for the listener. All right, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. For the listeners who don't know what a parfocal lens is, a parfocal lens is one that retains its focus uh, regardless of where it is on the zoom range. So, if you are mm. focused in on a deer so no in the distance, focus breathing. No, focus breathing is a completely different thing. Say, for example, you're focused on the deer in the in the in the not the future in the distance, right? And then you you decide that you don't want to be zoomed in quite that much, but you want to kind of zoom out, but you still obviously want to have the same focus 
on right, a parfocal yeah, yeah. lens, you just mm-hmm. zoom out and the focus point remains the same. Right. Whereas on most zooms, most mm-hmm. still zooms, parfocal has never had to be a thing whatsoever. So just isn't a thing. This lens is interesting though, because whilst they're not directly aiming at video guys, they have put in a feature that is parfocal, electronic parfocal um thing so it will basically remember what was in focus when you Mm -hmm. zoom out it will make sure that thing is still in focus so technically the lens isn't parfocal but there's now electronic feature on it to make it parfocal so the algorithm that works and just goes yes and then and then basically it'll just it'll just make sure it it. yeah i don't know quite how it works but Hmm. I don't care about how these things work anymore. If it works, it's a cool feature. I don't know if that's quite right or whether I am just, you know, currently mm. in a happy dreamland, but I've ordered two of them. So well, I mean, it, that, that all explains why it's a two foot long, eight kilogram lens. <laughs> well, this, this is the trouble, right? It is, it is a absolutely monstrous thing. Like I think also they've done the photographs with large models. Because you know, you, you know. Andre the Giant, like. yeah, but kind of like no, no offense, like not throwing shade to the guy in the pictures at all. He's a very good looking chap, but he makes the camera look small. Yeah, and like if the camera is made to look small, well, it's because the lens is also made to look small. I totally get it, and I don't mm. know. They probably haven't done that on purpose, but it is a big thing. You know, it's about the same size. It's longer than this seventy two hundred. Um, yeah. which isn't focusing, and it's um, I think it's about I think it's heavier than this, it's about the same weight as the 28 to 70. So, we, I think we're talking kind of like one point something kilos, like maybe even 1.4, I don't know, 1.4 kilos. It's a heavy, yeah. heavy thing. Um, but then again, does that bother me? No, not really. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it all depends what you're shooting, isn't it? For, for me, the that's kind of why I still use primes a lot. It's just because of the weight of them when you're lugging around all day on kind of travel shoots or more reportage shoots. Whereas if you're mm-hmm. more studio based and more locked down on a tripod a lot of the time, then the weight's not so much of an issue. In fact, I quite enjoy shooting with cameras that have a bit more kind of heft to them just because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, in a weird way, it kind of feels more controlled than kind of lobbing this thing around that's featherweight. But um, yeah, I think it's. It, it, yeah they've been crying out for a lens like this with canon to, to kind of match what you know sony users have with the g master whereas you know i've got colleagues who've who are literally selling all their primes and just getting the g master 2470 because it's such a sharp lens yeah but the rf 24 to 70 is wildly sharp i i don't mm. think it's necessarily the quality of the lens it's not replacing the 24 to 70 but it is the <laughs> It is the probably the most useful lens I've ever. If it was just the range, seen. you probably wouldn't be that excited by it. But the fact that they no. brought in those features for video, yeah, the the the, the range is cool. Like the the range mm. means that I no longer need to carry around two lenses. In I can now just have the one that covers mm. me for up to one hundred and five mil, hundred and hundred mil, hundred and five. I don't tend to use eighty five a lot. I tend to shoot around hundred mil on the on the longer end. That said, mm-hmm. on a lot of shoots, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of shoots, you don't have time to swing a lens. Mm. So f- for me, this will be such a gift being able to just jump up to a longer portrait lens length because I never found 70 was enough. 
Like yeah. I, I always wanted to be, I wanted that extra, I don't know, like not like, 15 mil. I just, yeah, I, I always want the, <laughs> always want the extra, you know, yeah. <laughs> Bluntly. <laughs> Who doesn't? And, um, but for me on, on shoots, I always found just, I always was wanting more. And then yep. the long lens would never come out of the bag or, ironically as a portrait guy it'd be the first thing to go from the bag if i was having to shed weight mm -hmm. so i would yeah. always shoot i've shot probably 99 percent of my work on the 24 to 70 mm. and then i've probably shot 30 percent of that work wanting that extra bit at the end yeah um and so for me, for me alone, yes the length would probably be enough of a selling point it is just a very very nice uh kind of addition that they have the fixed length which means rigging it for video is just going to be a dream the par focal stuff the the minimal focus breathing yeah you know it's it's going to be very interesting to see what gets released at nab next year because it's almost like this is the base for a, i don't know like a new type of cine lens from canon so uh I do find it interesting as well how this world's changing, um, you know, the convergence of stills and video, you know, even the lingo, the very fact that you said swing a lens there, I don't think you would have said 10 years ago. It's very much a moving image term. It is. I'm, I mean, the thing is, I kind of work across both of them now so much that I'm just like, oh, yeah, we'll swing a lens here. It makes me feel dead posh. You know? Posh. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like, it makes me sound like I'm more in the arts. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners who are not sure what he's talking about, it's changing a lens. It's just yeah. more of a moving image term. But okay, so yeah. Do you know? I, do, you I, know do you know why they say swing a lens? Um, I feel like someone did teach me this once, and I've totally forgotten it. Is it anything to do with the fact that normally you have matte boxes on and they kind of swing out? Boom, boom. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. So what you would do for anyone who doesn't know what a matte box is, matte box is or matte box is. Um, Clip on, clamp on, however you want to attach it onto the rig. Clip on, um, clamp on. That's a, that should be a term. <laughs> clip on, clamp on. Trademark. A new, um, a new connection system. <laughs> clip on, clamp on. <laughs> but it's uh, it is a it's a it's a box. They're never massively deep, and they have filter slots in uh, for for various filters. So you never attach anything, any filters to the lens. Everything's in the matte mat box, and it means that you can move the matte box out of the way, change the lens, put the matte box in the same place, and and go but you would swing mm. a lens you would swing the matte box out of the way to make make access to the lens pull the lens out and do that mm. yeah so i'm glad i'm glad i got told the same thing that's exciting swing a lens man. might just be like oh how do you tell how do you test the size of a room swing a lens <laughs> would be an expensive way to find out wouldn't it you're in a small room oh my god do you want to hear a funny story about swinging a camera go on so I've always been obsessed with trying to find the perfect like rigging or like the little accessories that make your life much easier. Mm -hmm. Years and years ago, I bought a strap, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound very exciting, but this was on my EOS 1D Mark IIn with a 24 to 70. Now I was 19 when I bought this and I was at university and I bought it on finance and it cost me four and a half grand and that was four and a half thousand strap. pounds. I no, 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 the camera. <laughs> Imagine that. I've always wasted a lot of money on straps. Four and a half grand on this camera, which was not money I had at the time being a student. Mm. Quite how I got approved for the finance. It was Jessup's in Sheffield, if you're wondering. I've no idea how... They sent shut down. I, 
Well, yeah, but I have no idea how I went, how I kind of got through. I had no money in my bank, <laughs> literally nothing. I was a student. And um, are you to blame for the fall of Jessops? Are they I still? Really, actually, for, they are still trading. For, aren't they? Le- for legal reasons, Greg, <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that that was the case. I can deny it for sure. Um, no, the, so Jessops, the brand uh, is still going, but it was it, the name was bought, I think. Mm rather than the, f- the physical stores. And I think yeah. they all closed down and then they started opening up. And I know they've got an online presence, um, mm. but I, I've, never, I've never used it. I've, I can't say whether it's good or bad. But what had happened in Sheffield is I had bought this camera and I had spent most of my time with the camera being like, on shoots, being like, do you guys want to hear what eight and a half, second, eight and a, eight and a half frames a second sounds like? Check it mm. in drive and be like... And everyone would be like, whoa. And then I'd stick it back to single, <laughs> single frame. And I'd be like, right, okay, we're going to take some portraits now with flash without using eight and a half frames a second. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why I bought that camera. It had a grip, and I thought that was like what the pros used. But I, I, I know slightly better now. Anyway, back to festivals. <laughs> so um, what had happened, we were at Download Festival. And someone had spoken to me about this new strap, and it was like a it was like a military rugged padded thing. I think it had come from America, uh, and I think I picked it up while I was in the states at a gun shop uh, or like Walmart or something. And it, but it was it was cool. It was super padded, and it had like a wider bit. And I was just like, this is awesome! Like really comfortable, can wear this all day, no problems. And then I was at the pit in the photo pit at the front of the stage back when I used to shoot live music when I was really young and the guy next to me goes oh that's a cool strap how how sturdy is it and obviously being young and desperate to impress literally anyone i went yeah it's really strong it's really strong and i took it off my shoulder and i swung the camera and everyone in the pit was like whoa no stop doing that and i was just like oh this is really funny so i then gave it a really big hoof and the split rings that I had oh attached to, to the camera, they oh bent. They just full on just pulled apart. And this camera sailed like 30 foot over, like down into the pit and landed in a puddle. And people were like, yeah, you're an idiot. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I feel like an idiot. I really do. But in the strap oh defense, the strap was fine. Um, the camera broke. and um, yeah. And then I had to go back to my eos 20d as a backup oh god it was good times uh, it's good times i i remember hearing a similar story about out on fleet street with the photographer that was shooting something um outside of one of the courts of justice royal courts of justice or something and you know mm. how they all kind of get together in the pack and they they'll be quickly flicking between cameras and this guy was shooting with um i think it was like a big prime like a 400 or something like really long it, you know like one a of sport, big heavy yeah 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 proper, like yeah yeah, and um, he had his second camera, which was wider, so as the subject was kind of like come within the range of that, he had to kind of change cameras. And he threw it over his shoulder, um, thinking that it, the strap was on. The strap was not on. <laughs> oh, so no. effectively, he just lobbed this camera <laughs> with this huge... <laughs> and he realised as soon as he let go that it wasn't attached to a strap. And he kind of looked... Oh, my- and then just kind of, thing just... as a professional, just carried on, you know, clipped back to the other camera and carried on shooting as this camera sailed through the air and just smashed on the pavement. Oh, my God. I, I yeah. will say in his defense, he probably didn't own that. Yes, it was probably. This was prob- then this was probably... the office and explain. Yeah. By the way, guys, you know that 400 that we only have one of? 
and yeah. it costs thousands. <laughs> Do you have a bit of a problem with it? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's not so good. No. But anyway, long this was a very, very long winded way of me showing you my ass. So so oh, check this out. Oh, this, I'm glad for the listeners. Can, I'm glad you you're a listener. This? So no, it's not, it's not now. that it's not that bad. I'm just trying to show Temp- you which way. I can't Can see what that is. Tom is pulling, well, okay. pulling at something on his waist. What is it? So it's like a Velcro tab that will, like a trouser release tab. I'll take you back a few years. You imagine that okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a stripper tab. I've actually decided <laughs> this year has been so odd for photography. I've decided to go into that very niche uh, market of strippers who are middle aged and who've let themselves go, and it turns out their business is also not great there either. So, <laughs> who knew? Um, <laughs> The what I'm trying to show you is one of these, right? Okay, yeah. Which is also just the focus is shocking on this. Now, this is a QD adapter by a company called Magpul in America, um, mm. and I have I have bought this week three small. Well, they're rig. designed for guns, aren't they? They Magpul are make gun, gun now, accessories. Do you want to do you want to see? Let me open this one up, and I will show you the advantage. Where's my my camera? Right, welcome to the camera bag. So, the QD the QD system is as far as 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 it goes is, is a bit of a dream, right? So, mm. it is a push button. Sorry, let me for the listeners at home. Sorry, this is this is a it's a push button system, and I emailed Small Rig years and years ago and i have emailed them i typed in small rig qd i have sent them like 25 emails trying to get them to put qd ports in their grips cages for the cameras yeah okay. well, no, just yeah. for the for the l brackets right right and lo and behold a mark ii comes out for the r5 and the r5c and the r6 mm-hmm. and lo and behold we have here whoop, there we have a QD port built in to the L bracket. Now, this this isn't going to change many people's lives, but if you are going between strap, wanting something on your belt, having something on your digi station, so now I have one of these clips that hangs underneath my laptop, and then yeah. when I give my um, when I give the camera to the digi, he will just pop it in, mm. and then the camera is just suspended. Pretty from, neat from this thing, and then to get to give it back, pulls a button, away it comes. Wow! And so, if I want to stand up and just quickly pop it on my waist, I can't see it it's dark in here. There you go. Oh, you can't really see it, but it's it's now. <laughs> Stop waving your ass at the camera. <laughs> anyway, so but I, but I used QDs years ago. And the issue there was it wasn't quite right because none of them had Arca Swiss. Or there was no, there was no yeah, easy yeah, yeah. way because did they, traditionally gone. Are they going to bring those out on the small rig cages? Do you think are they going to update the cages? I don't know. I think if enough if enough people email and say yes, yes, please. Um, enough people do what you've done and email them twenty five times. Yeah, I mean the thing well is, it. well, well, now I've this has now actually become even I've raved about this camera before it's now become the perfect camera for me because I got mm. this small rig L bracket, 
which has Arca Swiss built in. It has a nice yep. area where you can pull the battery out with a nice little tab. It extends yep. the grip of the camera down by about a centimeter, so my little finger now has somewhere yeah. to sit. Yeah. Whereas before, it did that awkward kind of curl back underneath kind of weird thing. Um, yeah. And now it's got QD built in, and I've moved to a new tethering setup. This is okay. It's honestly, it's been it has been such a great week for me as far as like all these things that I've used throughout the years, they've all tied together in one system. So yeah. I have the the plate that extends the grip. That has been a bugbear of mine. I've got big hands, not bragging, just it means I can never find gloves. And so it it means that I now <laughs> it means now that I can hold the camp the camera really comfortably without using a grip because i never want to use a grip because they're so massive yeah it means now also i can put the qd stuff which i've just shown you which is super great mm -hmm. and then because now i have an l bracket on the side um tether tools make a bracket uh, that slots onto arca swiss where you can then put the cable down and through do you want to see that because that's actually very yeah cool. yeah 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 so this is the bracket. Okay. So it's a little arca bracket. And then, so what happens, because I use the Area 51 cables that people can pick up from our friend uh, Limonus. And so it now slots straight in. We will put links in. to all of this stuff by, yeah. by the way, listeners. So. But it, because it's a right angle cable, it slots in and the L bracket extends just past the end of the cable. So it basically right. creates this metal cage around the cable. And then. It's very hard to do like that. Um, then I slot... Oh, I need to undo it. Oh, no, I've got it going the wrong way. Basically, it's very hard to do on the spot. Mm. I do this. Oh, no, I've, got, I've done it the wrong da, way. Da, da. Sorry, this is entertain yourselves, everyone. Make yourself a cup of tea. Um, so then... What I really did undo it. I've had to unplug the cable because I was mucking around. And I don't want to get, it, don't want to do it too quick. But look at this now. So this little thing locks onto the Arca. The cable comes out of the camera, down, up, over, and down. So uh -huh. then the yeah. cable is completely locked in. Yeah. The cable is then protected because I've really got to take these. I've got to take these protective covers. Off, off these yeah, they're annoying but then look so the cable now is completely protected and then so, secured by all this arca stuff then not only that it doesn't come down so i can still get my camera on the tripod slide it in and out yep. and then when i pull it out i then can access the qd without having to touch any of the cables yes okay that's very cool so it's, who makes that that bracket that's tether tools is it Small rig make the L plate, L bracket, yeah, with the QD built in, and then yep. Tether Tools make the the, the, jerk the bracket. Back, basically. And yeah. there's there's also a version from a company called Leo Photo, but no one seems right. to stock that in the UK. Um, and then I've just found that the Florence cables to give you an idea of how much I like the Florence cables. Always carry spares, so. That's, I've only I've got six of them because they're quite they're quite hard to get in the UK. So um, I always like to have a proper backup, and maybe having five five spares is maybe a bit excessive. Um, 
but yeah, so it's been an amazing week. I've had honestly, yeah. it's been, and I used it on a couple of shoots because I did some um, some of the celebrity goggle box stuff for Channel Four, mm-hmm. and shot all that on a tripod. the 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 gear just worked. So it was it was sublime. How everything that was worked. awesome. Because I've just been looking because your... I. I don't know if they make the uh, that same small rig plate yet for the Fuji. I hope they With do. Email, email them and be like, you guys need to put QD in. Because actually, if it was to become industry standard, I, mm. here's the thing, right? There is lots of cheap QD stuff about do not buy it. You, mm. need, to, you need to make sure whatever you are putting into your QD slot is a good QD mechanism. So I yeah. use uh, I use the stuff by Magpul oh, here we go. because yes. you found it. Small rig L bracket with Arca Swiss star quick release for Fuji XT5. Oh well, maybe they make one for the XH2. Okay, email them. But it's got the QD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have the QD. Great. So here's here's the thing, right? If you've just got because they've historically just had empty space on the underneath of the plate, why not stick a QD in? You yeah. know. It it makes life so much easier. And but I like genuinely... you were saying, it's, it's it's important that you get the proper QD so that you're not doing what you did with your weak link. Yeah, well, it, kind exa- of... exactly. And I use I use the what I would say is that there's a company um, called PTS Syndicate who do really nice ones with a recessed button. Yeah, which they're is... also made for weapons. Yeah, exactly. Basically, anything that's made the QD that are made for weapons. It's all spec. Yeah, is all mil spec, right? So well, it's all yeah, good. It's all going to hanging a however much for an assault rifle weighs off you. It's going to be more than a camera. Exactly right. It, it weighs more than a camera. Plus, also, if that drops to the ground, it'll go off, and that you know, rather than go click, click, click. Yeah, exactly. If our cameras go to the ground, we're like, oh well, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Um, but I haven't even told you about my biggest woes of the week. Have okay, I told you about my on. biggest woes of the week? Bron uh, color. No. Woes of the week. There should be a feature. This, I mean, to be to be fair, I have so many woes. It would be it would just become like the one stop. Just it, this would be my the woe show. The woe show. <laughs> but the um, yeah, I had a what's the right way to say it professionally? Catastrophic a, a meltdown. No, no, <laughs> I was very calm through the whole thing. But the uh, I had a I had a um, I had a bad experience with my kit the other day. Mm-hmm. Where one of the bronze color batteries on the move pack, I was shooting, and I only had like four or five minutes with the talent, and I mm. shot about forty frames, and then the battery just goes beep, full on therm warning, pack shuts down, and I'd had to park a couple of streets over because I was filming, so I ran back to the car to get the spare battery. Again, this is one of the swore jobs that I was on my own. I ran all the way back, chucked the battery in, and the casing failed. So the battery then went in this weird angle, and when I pulled it out, the fascia came away from the rest of the battery. And I was like, oh, right, cool. And someone Uh, stood there watching you going, I I don't think you wanted to do that. Yeah, exactly. The assistant (laughs) was like, are they meant to do that? And I was like, what, a thousand-pound battery is meant to fall apart in your hand? No. No. Um, So I've, I've basically bought back a load of pro photo stuff and created a little forehead pro photo kit. I know it's been, we've only been off air for what, like a week. This is classic Tom uh, Barnes. You, I have you, had. You, you, you're like, <laughs> no more pro photo. I'm going bronc color. 
I, it turns out I, I a couple months later I'm, I'm going to go back to some pro photo. It turns out the nothing the, is perfect. Nothing is perfect, and that's the and that's the that's the I think the reason why this week has been so happy and joy filled for me is that I've been I've I, you know everyone who listens uh, knows that how much I've jumped around from mm. various camera kits, and now I'm finally happy with the cannons, and then. Yeah. Now I've got the grip that I always wanted, and the yeah, QD, no. and the tether lock. I'm like, my God, this is actually. And now the and now the it's lens that's been, but the lens yeah. that's been announced, the 24 to 105. I'm like, oh my God, it's honestly, it's like there is a God, and He is listening to everything I mutter whilst I retouch skin. It's honestly, it's really, um, it's been a week, Greg. It's been a week. Amazing. So well, I've been uh, busy procrastinating about um, bags and desks. Let's talk. Right, good. I'm glad we're getting into this. Let's talk bags and desks. What are you? Where, where, okay, well, listen quickly. Fill the listeners in because we, we, me and you, chat a lot. We had a lot of back and forth about desks. Anyone mm. who has followed me and my work for a long time, I wrote a blog piece for Petapixel years and years ago, which I still get about four or five emails a week about, um, about the photographer's desk. And it was mm. very badly made, but people loved it. Um, mm. I've been through six desks since. And wow. then Greg messaged me and was like, I'm thinking about this new desk. And I was like, oh, let's get Talk to, to it. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk. No, so I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah, as, as it transpires, I'm not getting a new desk. Um, oh, it's a bit of an it's but, a bit of an anti climax, isn't it? <laughs> um, so no, what? <laughs> however, I might be getting a new tabletop. So what I've, I've okay, always, I've always coveted having a stand up desk, but I haven't got one for the reason that I quite enjoy storing stuff. I have a lot of stuff. I enjoy storing stuff in the two kind of side wings of a desk. You know, with standing desks, you don't get them unless you kind of just have them sat underneath. Side um, wings? What are side yeah, wings? Yeah, you know, desk supports. So, legs. Yeah, like legs I've, which are drawers. I've No, I never went that far. I always just made mine out of scaff. Right, so I've got like an Ikea one in the studio, which has got, you know, kind of uh, the supports also contain storage. Now, oh, the one clever, I have here, all right. The one I have here in the shed is some ridiculous old thing that looks like it's come out of the Crimean War um, and was probably transported, uh, you know, on an <laughs> on an ammo cart. Um, it's like inlaid with leather. It's all got brass handles, and I got it for free. Someone was chucking it out in Beckenham years ago, and I drove down there in my then girlfriend's Peugeot two hundred six and drove home <laughs> with the with the seat so pushed far forward that I was literally had my chin on the steering wheel. Um, but never one to give up on a deal of something free. Um, it's a lovely desk. It's a lovely desk. It's well made. It's got loads. Like the drawers are massive, but it's not designed to be a good photo desk. So I have, I mean, you can't see, but I have an old um kind of uh, filing cabinet box. You know, for old um, used to get in an old secretarial office, whatever for the for the cards with people's info. Mm -hmm. So that sits under my laptop, and then I have my. My main monitor, my twenty-seven inch monitor on a on a riser, um, but the desk gets cluttered. So what I'm going to do is have and and in the studio, it's a very different system. I have this IKEA desk, very clean, and I built my own riser, like double layered, 
with loads of storage in it. So you can tuck away your keyboard, you can tuck away your tablet, you know, your um, your Wacom, mm-hmm. and kind of put everything away at the end of the day. So you you still got a clear space. So that's basically what I'm trying to do for home, and I've been researching it. And what I think is missing, and I I'm I'm kind of saying this in in the kind of prayer and hope that somebody like Laminus will come out and say oh, that's something I could make. But I feel like there's real. I mean, talking about QD um, slots and stuff like that, I think there's a real gap in the market for making a riser where you can have attachments that are quick release for things like um, uh, a USB-C hub, like a, you know, like um, a CalDigit or something like that. So you could take it from that and then put it onto your bottom of your DigiPlate. So the same, um, basically the same setups, which are relatively universal for DigiPlates. Now, the company that I found that do the tabletop, um, they do have a system where you can screw in accessories. So you can screw in a um, a laptop stand. You can screw in a, a, a phone holder with a mag, you know, with a mag charger in it. You can screw in little drawers for or like stands for your MacBook or stands for headphones and stuff. And it's all very mm-hmm. hipstery and not really focused on the what I think it should be, which is to make that kind of a universal system so that you can take something that's attached to your desk and easily attach it to um, a cheese plate, basically, or attach it to a digi plate. The trouble is with that is there's so many different things that people want to use. And I guess for most people, their office environment is kind of like a fairly permanent fixture i mean obviously speaking speaking as as someone who has a very permanent fixture you know i've got the the apple xdr display with a mac studio and and the tape machine all all of this can't come with and then i guess what i've done is i've i just have a permanent setup on the digiplate yeah but what i'm saying is what imagine if it was really easy to to unclip your monitor and to put it into a case and take that as part of your digi kit. Um, imagine if it was really easy to unclip certain accessories, which you might use, you know, like to be able to, for example, have, you know, this uh, people, a lot of people use stream deck at home or loop decks mm-hmm. and things like that. And then they might have that on their digi system. And again, if you were able to take that adapter and screw it into a digi plate or into your digi cart, well, quite good. I did see. There, there is some. There are adapters that you can screw into things to add quarter twenty threads, and I think well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it would dr- be that hard you, to. You drill a I'm hole. Tempted to, yeah, I mean, if you just put a cheese plate onto the bottom of a, I mean, it's not hard to make your own desk riser. You know, if you get a nice bit of um, plywood and sand it mm. down and make it look really smart, you could then drill in cheese plate into the bottom of it. And literally then mount everything onto that plate if you wanted to yeah but i feel like there's a there's a gap in the market for just making that a lot easier and having something that maybe uses magnets or maybe uses quick release clips but it needs to be standardized so that it could work across the different platforms yeah i guess the i guess the trouble is is a lot of people i guess i guess for a lot of people for example i mean maybe maybe it's maybe it's not a lot of people but a lot of people are like you and i who have multiple office, not office, but like multiple desk setups and stuff like that. Yeah. So see, this is the yeah, problem. I, mean, I, I, I like have, the, I've I, got, I've got the one at home and the one in the studio, and I want to be able to go between the two. I always take my laptop goes with me. 
And eventually when I update my Wacom, I'm probably just going to have one Wacom, which I just take in on the days that I'm in the studio and bring back home rather than having a Wacom in the studio and a Wacom at home, which is what I currently have. See, like the issue is one of the issues is going to be the photo industry as a whole would not like this because currently you have to own two Wacoms. You have to own two TS4s. You have to, you know, you have to do all of this stuff. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a dream? If you were able to have all of this mounted and you connect everything with like one USB C. Yes. That would I, I get that. I get that. That would be lovely. I don't know. Or just, if a, all... or just a laptop with enough ports in it. <laughs> but I understand we're, also why that's not the case. We're definitely not gonna get that, pal. We're lucky we got the, <laughs> SD, we got the we're lucky we got the SD card slot back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if anyone's listening and they've got kind of solutions to this kind of thing or they've gone through it themselves or they've got, you know, any um any tips on it, I mean we're always interested in here. In fact, if you're a company that's, you know, in the process of, of doing something like this or developing stuff with um, you know, tech tech what's the word? I was gonna say I was gonna bros. say digital nomads, but I hate that term and I hate Digital nomads. Digital nomads. I hate all of those terms. But people who basically like to have organized systems and be able to move from one location to another and you know i'm I'm singing to your heart man you're the man about the qd slings like it's... i mean here's here's the thing i i'm super into the dream right I, I i what i would love is to just be able to slim everything back to the perfect kit that works mm. just the way you know that you know when something just works and you're like oh wow oh great this is this is gonna make my life so much easier mm. um so yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. I mean, maybe we should just not release this episode, get our heads together, do some bit of brainstorming, and get someone involved who can do CAD design. If anyone's listening who can do CAD design, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's but so yeah. many things I would love to make. Do you know what I mean? I, I, all the time, I'm sat there going, "Oh, that would be uh, an interesting way to do it." And actually, Go this on, brings keep... us on to our second thing because, like, we're talking about this bags, right? bugbear of mine for a long time is that there wasn't a camera company that were i mean the whole invention of the kind of camera cube when that started to become popular yeah when i ever got my first f-stop then you know they had these camera they called them icus these internal camera units and you could pull that bag out that little square bag with all your cameras in and swap it into a different bag mm-hmm. and they had a really nice rolling bag which i still have um which was kind of designed for, I think, like snowboarders, skiers, kind of outdoor enthusiasts kind of people, and a backpack. And you could swap the ICU between the two, between the two in the system. So you could effectively travel with your um, backpack full of clothes through the airport and keep your cameras, you know, check your rucksack, but then roll your heavy cameras in. But then when you get to the other end, you put your heavy cameras in your backpack because you're going skiing or whatever, and you leave the roller in the hotel. So you now, can just swap swap them over. Exactly, like a hot swappable bag. I mean, that's a really unnecessary use of the term hot swappable. But um, <laughs> I still have that. F-stop there's bag no heat. Up there. There's no heat involved whatsoever. Move, they're, move just on, move on. they're just swappable. <laughs> um, I still have that bag up there, but the the rolling bag doesn't have particularly good features for photographers. It's it's you know it was nice in its day, but it's not particularly advanced. Um, and I did see the other day, now I've never used any of their stuff, but I'd be interested and open to trying it, is Wondered, of, um, who make kind of tote bags and they make backpacks and camera 
cute like cubes and stuff and they're one of these kickstarter type of brands a bit like peak design but i think they probably arrived uh way after peak design um i mean peak and... design i mean i've i've known the guys at peak design shout out to you guys i i've known them now 12 years like whenever that whenever their first um whenever their first kickstarter was for the original v1 camera clip Mm. was when I started talking to them and I've known those guys ever since. So and I yeah. and then Wondered are a relatively recent they're what, five or six years old? Yeah. Well I think Peak Design would be the perfect company to do it, but at the moment it looks like Wondered have just picked them to the post. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not Peak Design respond with anything because obviously they bought out their forty five litre travel bag. Which we now, which we both you have one which as we well. We both right? own. Yeah, we both yeah. own. I absolutely love mine. But what I will say, as with any of these big backpacks, is when it is fully loaded, it is Crap's a crap. Just everything's heavy. Just yeah. it, it just is like, and so then, and then this is where your argument for wanting a roller comes in. Yeah. So, so as I said, Wondered have bought this line out called Transit. Um, it's on pre-order, so it's not out yet. And I will probably wait till it has come out, and I've, I've, you know, actually probably looked at it because um, it is a lot of money for a set of bags. But effectively, they have a forty-five liter backpack which mm-hmm. rivals Peak Design and arguably has improvements um, on the bag design in terms of quite well thought out features, especially if you're traveling through airports and stuff like that. There's elements on it where they put the grab handles. It's always been a bugbear in mind with the Peak Design is it hasn't got enough um, grab handles. It's got like one, I think, on one side or maybe two on each side, but there's nothing on the bottom. Um, and on the top, it doesn't work because of the way that the the back um, hang, opens. Hang on. Hang on. No, no, no. Hold up. Have you got your bag there with you? Yeah. That has got one on it. Right. I've got Take one on this side, one okay. one on the straps. I've got one on this yeah. side, one on the top, and one on the bottom. The only yeah, side so. it doesn't have a grab bag is on the front. Yeah, so like a grab that's handle. my point. Right. If you have the bag open at all, they need to have... I've had to use their strap that they provide and actually tap it onto these and then wrap it around so that if your bag is open, you can hold the two straps like that. Uh, right. Because there's no strap here. Now, right. the way that the wandered bag operates is you access it from the front rather than from the back, and actually, it means that that strap is always is always going to be useful. The one on the in top. The, it's always going to st- remain in the same space relatively. Yeah. Okay. The trouble is, but it's got some I've clever. Got... It has got some clever features, and then they have a rolling version of the same or similar in the same style. So for, for me, sure. to be able to use those for jobs would be amazing. But Shimoda has interchangeable units and has a roller yes. and has a backpack. Yes. Now, their roller, though, isn't carry-on size, the one that I've got. It's like a doctor's bag, which I love as a design, but I use it for camera, for motion gear, because you right. open the kind of clamshell top and then dip and then you down can into the bag. bring the rig. Sure, I get yeah. that. So it's great But it's, but great it's not carry-on. Why, why are people making like non-carry-on stuff? Well, it needs it needs the height for a camera to be put in that's rigged, you know, with a top handle and a monitor potentially oh, still on it and stuff. So yeah, you need course. it to be high enough to be able to take that. Otherwise, yeah. So it's always horses for courses with these things, isn't it? But okay. um, and that bag is a beautiful bag. Don't get me wrong. I love Shimoda bags. I have mm-hmm. 
the X75, I have the X50, and I have that rolling. Uh, so I think it's called the DV Roller. I think they do do a smaller version. But the, the Shimoda X50, which is this one, is great for um, much more comfortable um, straps for kind of hiking with mm-hmm. or any kind of just, you know, beautiful big um, pockets on the straps for your phone and things like that. Lots of connection points, lots of chunky, properly well thought out handles. Mm-hmm. It's a really good bag. And because it's a roll top, you can actually normally fit more in there than you would you know if you need to it's kind of expandable um yeah so really good bag there's a few bits about it that kind of are uh, annoying but nothing nothing that's like annoying enough to stop me using it so i find myself using this more regularly as a camera bag than i do the peak design really okay it's partly because you can pack your cameras in the main system in the main bit but still have a top section which i use to put all the kind of peripherals or like an extra jacket or a top or hat or whatever all that kind of extra stuff Mm -hmm. which can be a little bit tougher if if it's one of those bags which is purely for camera kit you see what i mean yeah yeah um it just gives you that extra because i always have like um a bum bag type situation that goes around with me that has like a uh you know like a phone uh battery like it's got an sd um uh, hard drive in there it's got cables that i always need it's got a pocket knife it's got all of those things in it so that that always comes with me and it's just useful to have somewhere to put that in a bag mm-hmm. yeah because they get the peak one that it has a massive front pocket but then the stuff gets lost at the bottom of it all the time i actually just mm-hmm. have my my tether cables in it mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean but i do I, like I, I do i do love it it's just the straps are not sturdy enough for for when it's loaded but if they were to maybe update it and they were to bring out a rolling bag, then that would be amazing to see there because their design is always top notch and they think well, they things did, through. The design, really... but, the, but the build as well. Like the thing mm. I've always loved about like the, or anything I've ever owned from Peak Design, including my favorite thing. These. Yeah. The tech pouch. Like yep. they are, this one is basically in between. I've got so many of these, um, but this is like in between being used. They are for anyone who hasn't ever owned one, being able to open it up and it fans all your stuff out like yeah. that. So you're then it's what do really you, what do you and... keep in yours? Cause I used to have one as my everyday. I hate oh, so I mean, my everyday so, carry. So, but now I use, I just use a bum bag like that. So I've got, I mean, these are the three to hand. I've got one that is my wash bag, uh, my travel wash bag, which is brilliant because uh, they, they do a wash bag version of it. Um, mm. And then this one is just full of just cables and stuff. Um, and then this one, I'm actually in the process of trying to, one of the reasons I want to get this new lens is to create a slot to have one of these open in the bag because then I can just literally just pull it open, grab the trigger or grab the spare batteries or grab a knife or grab a gel cutter or, you know, you name it. It'll have all those little bits um, mm. in it because the the peak bag, like I said earlier, has that one little pocket on the front, the sunglass pocket, which I find really useful. Um, but it doesn't really then have many other pockets. And then you can kind of make, you can make up all the differences by having one of those tech pouches in it. So yeah, could be anything. I need I need to have I need to update mine because I want um, a couple of sharpies, some biros, a little pad of paper, 
you know, mm-hmm. all the all the finickety bits that I kind of like. Finickety is that right? You know yeah. what you know what yeah Why you not? know what I mean. But like all those all those little bits of stuff that you that you never need, but then when you don't have it, you always need them. Um, and then you know, obviously, we talked about the kniffs uh, from the. Mm-hmm. I've got to stop saying that because people actually think I'm pronouncing knife as a kniff. Um, but then you know, just have have like a little knife or or stuff into it. Um, yeah, basically, just have loads of useful stuff in one of the tech pouches. Yeah. That's a plan, anyway. That oh man, we could chat forever about bags. Well, let's do it. Nerds, I mean, we've we've got unlimited recording time on this uh, on this thing. But but <laughs> but here's the thing: right, going back, like overarching theme of this podcast, if you go super high level, is the stuff we use on a daily basis can mm-hmm. either make or break your mood in a day, really, can't it? Because like, if 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 nothing works and it all goes wrong. It puts you in the worst mental state to then try and produce creative work. Whereas if you are having a blast, everything I think that says probably more about us as people rather well. than generalised. <laughs> probably, probably. Because <laughs> I know, I photographer, would... I know oh. photographers who are incredibly creative and absolutely couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. <laughs> I know, but <clears throat> but for the others who can organise piss ups, um, the. I just, I just feel that when everything, or maybe it's just me, maybe, maybe I am just like, maybe it's just me and you, but like when everything works and is good, like I feel really, it just becomes something you just don't have to think about at all. Yes. And I, I, I really like that. So yeah. Anyway, what, what like a weird anti-climax, anti. I thought I was going to kind of build up and have this big long, you know, big thing at the end and be like, "So, guys, it's it's about what you have and how you do and all that." And then, no, it's kind of petered out and it's just basically been two blokes talking about bags. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, we we'll probably have to call it there, won't we? Because we've both got respective little people to go and run off and collect. We do children, by the way, children, and um, Sorry, yeah. we uh, we also before we go, we should probably shout out to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we yes. now have got quite a few of you guys, so this is awesome. Uh, thank you so much. Um, but we could do with more because it turns out running this is not the easiest. There's some interesting chats actually happening on the on the WhatsApp for that group, which has been quite entertaining. I've been lurking. And occasionally getting involved and giving my two pennies worth, but yes, quite a lot gonna... of advice being oh. sought and spread. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice, safe, safe, uh, safe group, and it's not. There's no kind of like overbearing uh, people in it, apart from me and less of Greg. But uh, other, other than that, other than that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's now becoming. What is it they say when, when, when you realise there's not, not an overbearing person in a WhatsApp group? It probably is you. You're the, you're the, you're the guy, right? Yeah. No, it's, um, it's becoming the group we wanted it to be. So it's, it's yeah. a really nice, constructive place. So if you'd like to, um, sign up, help the show, you don't have to join the group, but. You know, obviously, we'd love to have you. Um, but, you know, patreon.com forward slash expose negative. Um, and then, obviously, please follow us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at expose negative. And then, obviously, you can follow us on Instagram as well, at x negative. Yeah. With the Instagram, we're going to be doing some polls on there in the future on certain things. So keep an eye out in the stories. If you see us pop up, it might be either us talking about something that's coming up or asking questions to the audience because we do like to get feedback from listeners. Uh, we like to get ideas of what people want to see or hear on the show. 
uh, people they want to see and hear from. Mm-hmm. We're always open to suggestions, you know, and we're, we're more than willing if, if there's enough people that ask something to really explore doing it um yeah, within reason within um, reason <laughs> within reason yeah there's been a few odd requests um yes there has oh I mean, greg there's, greg, there's a reason before... why tom has velcro strip off trousers but and and there's a reason why i work remotely from greg <laughs> what i will say right ready, ready no no sure but here, here comes the drum roll <laughs> Spot the man with no timing. Um, we are going to be running a competition. Oh, yes. Which is very exciting. So in the next episode, or the next Fireside, we will be talking about a competition. And actually, it's a pretty decent prize. So um, not, that, not that I've surprised myself at, at getting that, but like, you know, we have got uh, six prizes, I think. Five or six prizes. Um, Somewhere about that, yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to be really exciting. So more details to follow in the next Fireside. And, um, yeah, please do enter because that would be just a nice thing, wouldn't it? If only six of you enter or five of you enter, then... Well, exactly. Happy quite. days. And we've only got eight listeners. <laughs> so a winner. Pretty good, ch- pretty good chance of winning something, guys. <laughs> I like them odds. Nice. Cool. Well, until the next time, guys, thank you very much for listening. And uh, stay safe. Stay safe. It's cold out there. (laughs) Can't argue with you there. Thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of the Exposed Negative podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by heading to our Patreon or doing one-offs. The details are on the website and the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Exposed Negative. We'd love it if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash at Exposed Negative. And obviously, we're on Instagram, which is xnegative. If you want to follow us personally, mine is tombarnes.com on Instagram as, as, and the website. <laughs> and then Greg's is at Greg Fennell, and that's F-U-N-N-E-L-L. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for taking the time to listen, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the next one.